Hi, this is Brian Woods, the head coach of FC Monmouth, and you are listening to the FC Monmouth Podcast. Hello and welcome to year three of the FC Monmouth Podcast. Guess who's back, back again? We are here in uh, the lovely recording studio in Robbinsville, New Jersey. We won't give away the exact place, but... We are hanging out, Matt DeLuca, Joey DiCamillo, and the head coach of FC Monmouth, Brian Woods. We're back for year three, guys. It's uh, early March. Uh, the madness hasn't started yet for other sports, but things are picking up at the FC Monmouth uh, ranks. But first, uh, how's everyone's year? It's a little bit of catch up here. Joe, you tell us how you're doing first. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there, coach. Guys, I've had, a, I've had an interesting, uh, tough year personally, so it is uh, very refreshing and good to be back here with FC Monmouth. I mean, the NPSL season feels like it's, it's just not long enough. It's just it's just too short uh, with all the action that happens during it. So I'm happy that we're getting a jump start on it, uh, you know, this early in March. Uh, things are good for me. You know, uh, William Patterson is, it, you know, I'm in my 28th year, going to be my 29th year next year, and... Uh, you know, between that and Matchfit Academy, uh, I think that I'm doing very well, and I can't wait for the new FC Monmouth season to start, and uh, hopefully things are going to work out just fine for us. So Yeah, spring's definitely in the air, and that's when you kind of start to think, you know, soccer season's coming back in terms of the MPSL, and, you know, I kind of figured FC Monmouth season was on the horizon the other day when I walked outside of my office and I smelled fresh mulch, and that's how you know that spring's coming, and... You That's know, where we're going start. with this podcast already. Fresh mulch. What, what, what I got. I got to bring them in with something here. A little tidbit, <laughs> a little story, anecdote. Uh, but regardless, there's a lot of exciting things that have come out for FC Monmouth over the past two weeks alone. Uh, with more things, obviously, just to set the timeline uh, for our fans and listeners out there. Uh, we'll talk about the stuff that already happened, but coming up over the next month or so uh, will be the roster announcement. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be kind of similar to how we did it last year. But regardless. That information is going to be conveyed over the next month uh, to everyone on social media, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And then we'll come back and do a full roster preview. Uh, so if you're looking for that, come back in April, but stay for what we're going to talk about, which was two things that happened over the past two weeks. We'll start with probably one of the bigger news. Obviously, the schedule is something that happens every year, but uh, a new partnership that FC Monmouth had uh, with the GSSL League team in uh, the Jackson Lions FC uh, coming in uh, to this season, uh, they're going to send over some players, obviously, uh, to kind of supplement with what FC Monmouth has with their players, and it's going to be a partnership that's going to begin this season. Uh, and guys, if our listeners out there don't really aren't familiar with how much success this program has had over the past couple of years since they were formed in 2014, go look it up. Uh, it's, it's a team uh, in central New Jersey that not only has – really has success on just the state level, but has, you know, branched out a little bit to, to, you know, countrywide competitions from time to time too. And lots of great players have come through as well. And uh, I guess let's just start with overall thoughts. I mean, I, when I saw the email personally with that news, it was, uh, made me really excited and fans should be really excited too for what's going to come uh, this upcoming season. Yeah. You don't know the lions personally, really like for, for me that live, I live, you know, yeah. I live in Monmouth County, uh, and there, that's like the number one, uh, you know, I guess amateur slash semi-professional team you could 
think of outside of a, outside of us, literally. And I have one. I'll save my Jackson Lions story. I have one Jackson Lions story from oh, the okay. game that I did. Uh, but that's what got me so excited was that story. But I'll start with you guys because you obviously are much more familiar with the area, the team. Uh, and what they bring to the table, since I'm more of a South Jersey guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the history like Woods uh, has with uh, the players and obviously the program. I, I was fortunate to do a lot of um, video work in the offseason for them, so I've you know, gotten close with uh, with their management and uh, just what they're all about. I think the biggest takeaway for me with the Lions uh, is that philosophically they are the same uh, as FC Monmouth in terms of the ethics and how they run uh, you know, how they run their club, what they want to do, what they're looking to achieve, um, and just how homegrown it really is. It just feels very, very natural, very organic. Um, it just makes sense with, with what FC Mom is doing. It really does. Yeah, Mike DeRazzo has put together a class organization. Um, I met with him, and uh, he is, you know, one guy who cares about his players an awful lot, as, as we do for at FC Monmouth. He has the same kind of philosophies and the same kind of understanding of what those players bring to the table and i'm excited like i can't tell you how excited i am to have those guys um most of them i know very well and guys who can help us with what we're trying to do as far as getting you know to the upper echelons of the mpsl i know our owners uh spoke to mike um and they're very excited about it and um you know to have Mike DeRazzo give us uh, an opportunity to get those players and uh, give us an opportunity to showcase the the Lions at our matches, I think is going to help both programs, and I think it's going to be a, a great partnership. So, And you touched on kind of like the, the homegrown aspect and the tight-knit you know, parts of it. So my story with Jackson Lions, I guess two years ago, I did a game of theirs uh, for, I think, the Open Cup qualifying. So I guess it was like late October. It was the same day as our school's homecoming. So I went and did that right after uh, the football game. And it was a cold October night. Like, you know, those late October nights when you start to feel like winter's coming a little bit. And it was that night, obviously. And the game not only went the full 90 minutes, it had the full extra time. And then penalty kicks what's, what's on top. What's the full of it. extra time? Was four, five minutes? What was? No, it went up. It went up to. It went up to 120 minutes. So, yeah. Okay. So the full. It was in terms of real time. It was like three hours worth if you count in. Yeah, like, yeah. You know stoppages and everything else. So three hours of real time. Not one person left the stands at all, and you could tell that everyone's kind of committed, not only in the community but to those players that they're invested in as well, and. You to see that not one person left the seat in that kind of weather, and you go to our our matches in the summer, and you know rain or shine, they're there pretty much the full ninety minutes each game. To have that kind of combined together, kind of the same qualities that both of these clubs really promote. Uh, so I guess that was what coming from me, who only had that experience, I left there that night, not even knowing that this was going to happen, saying like, wow, like. People are really committed to this, too, because as a South Jersey guy, that was the first time I was really, you know, shown to that. But to see that. Uh, I think that's why the owners are really excited about mm -hmm. this, because, you know, we have a passionate fan base to begin with. And now bringing these guys along with us, the Lions uh, and their fan base, and it, it can only be better for us, for them, you know, I was talking to Mike about it and, they, you know, when they played at our place last year and was it was a very good game, um, 
you know, they played for, you know, those, I shouldn't say the Lions played out of our place, but they played for another team in our conference, and they were saying to themselves, we should have came here last year just for the atmosphere, just for what it's like to be in a situation where they're going to feel like they're part of something, and, and that's what, what made Mike excited about it, and it's what we were excited about. So. Well, to think about the atmosphere, the proximity of these two teams together will bring those fans to – expand on what is already yeah, well, you know course. undoubtedly the highest attendance in like, the Keystone Conference. Everyone knows the line. I mean from my generation's perspective, uh again, like I said, not having maybe the history in the game as deep as uh you know, some people might have different thoughts and association with the Lions, all the way going going back to when they were the brick lions even. Um but everyone knows the Lions. That's like my age. It's younger. They whether you're a player, whether uh you know, you know, everyone knows someone who's playing for them or you've, you've played for them or you wanted to play for them. They're very successful and they play in every freaking competition you can think of, including, uh, you know, the winner at good sports, you know, playing uh, seven sided, uh, you know, indoor in the dome and they, and they crush that competition. Uh, they were involved in a charity tournament. Uh, you know, they're involved in charity tournaments actually every year when they can and they crush those competitions. I mean, it's just, everyone knows them. Um, and they, they just, the owner, Mike, he just does a, it's almost like he does a service for the, for the soccer community of, of Monmouth County, giving them this team, uh, giving Jackson, actually the town, I've gotten to speak to a lot of the coaches, uh, in Jackson township, um, at the Jackson soccer club there. And, and they're grateful to have like a first team be associated with their, uh, youth program practice on their fields. Those kids come out and see them all the time. Um, it gives them something to look up to. It gives them something to aspire to. Uh, and not every town has that. I mean, you know, I come from Freehold, and we don't have a, a first-team adult, you know, association we whatsoever. Have, we have nothing like that near Philly yeah, it's, on it's, my You side. can't take yeah. this stuff for granted. Um, so adding to the atmosphere at home, which we really can't take for granted, that's, you know, just absolutely uh, insane that that happens um, and, and consistently every year for us so far. It's just to, to maybe add more to that. Like It, uh, it creates something you know, next level in terms of atmosphere. And, and you talked about something with the amount, the sheer amount of games that they play together. Uh, one thing that we talked about last year going into this season was kind of bringing in a bunch of different guys from different places. Uh, the continuity right off the bat is kind of a, a struggle for some teams in this league just because they're pulling from a lot of different places. But uh, I'll ask you this, Coach, to, to bring in a lot of guys that you're familiar with, that are familiar with each other, to kind of mesh that with everything, to have that continuity kind of right off the bat, what do you think that's going to do in terms of the trajectory of, of the team? You know, I hope that we have that continuity. I don't know if we're going to, to be honest with you. You know, we're bringing in their guys. We still have some of our guys or some actually new guys that we're interjecting into the into the line, lineup or into the roster, and hopefully it all comes together. We've done well the last two years of creating a – atmosphere where people wanted to be around people couldn't wait to get to the locker room people couldn't wait to locker room <laughs> when we had Your it way out of the locker room <laughs> when tent. it was available you know i enjoyed the tent i yeah, i'm gonna be honest with you the t- i i love the tent like i don't know you why got a nice breeze coming through yeah. the tent's I, enjoyed, good. I enjoyed the tent. i love the i love the tent when it doesn't uh, strike you in the stitches. yeah when it doesn't yeah, strike you in the forehead nice, but <laughs> people out there have no idea what we're talking about with the tent. we have a, a tent at the at the facility that we make into the locker room it's kind of unique to what we do and it actually turns out to be very good when we when we do it but anyway so going back to the continuity hopefully everything works out you know you never know but um i know the lions enough and they know me enough 
uh, I think it will be fine, and I think that we'll, we're going to do well with you know the guys that we have coming back are. It's hard to be not friends with those guys, not want to be around those guys. They're just good people. So hopefully things are going to work out the way we want them to. So. Yeah, is there is there even an, um, to flip it? Is there even like a little bit of a challenge having so many players who are already familiar with each other to then join up with uh, you know kind of every instead of having maybe individual players from all over and then trying to put them under one banner? Now you have uh, a good group of players that already are. Uh, associated with each other and then to try to integrate um you know to integrate then maybe the other individual players with that like i don't know you know we have one final tryout coming out coming up where we had a tryout already um in february and we have one on 22nd is a final tryout where we bring back um some some of the participants in that in that uh trial and we're going to see if those guys can even fit in and see if we can pull a few guys from from that tryout um, to be part of the roster. And one of the things that we'll look for is, can they mesh with the Lions? And uh, no, we're going to play the Lions that day. We're going to see if the guys that we bring back have that kind of quality that they can they can do that. So I think speaking of uh, tryouts, I'm sure people would probably want to know because we do, you know. Uh, past at least three years we've had good attendance at the FC Monmouth tryouts um, it looks like a lot of you know prospective players are hearing about the club and, and wanting to get involved um, and, and showing up to the tryouts which is obviously awesome for for us and for them uh, what would what as the coach uh, what are you looking for someone attends the tryouts they want to play in the MPSL you know it, it's it's a cold it's just a cold show up you have no association with association with the player prior what are you looking for what's something that would make you uh want to pull somebody out of well that? first thing that we talk about all the time and we talked about on this tryout you know very much was just fitness level and we got guys you know trying to play in the mpsl and they show up they haven't run a lick for two three months or they played a few matches on the, on a sunday and they thought that they were ready to play and we we get through the trial and they're nowhere close to being at the level that we need them to be at. And they, you know, they thought they can get, get away with their skill. But the problem is your skill only is going to carry you so far because, you know, guys who are fit, guys who are hungry, guys that have some kind of ability and desire to get into good spaces, get into challenges, move into areas to get the ball and, and play us forward or, or defend with a little bit of venom in their, in their veins. It is hard for people who are not fit to stay up with those guys. And, you know, we watched a lot of guys come the other day and we, we chose, uh, you know, a good good amount of guys to come back for the second trial. But in honesty, their fitness level has to be at a, at an all-time high in order to play in this league and you know to play in in the heat that we play in to play in you know against M mls guys against usl guys against foreign foreign players that come in and have played in their in their leagues across the world and you know people don't understand that they think that playing on a sunday for an hour and a half is going to get them into you know, fitness, you know, the fitness level that they need to, and it's just not going to happen. So we looked at that an awful lot this weekend, and or not this weekend, how long, two weekends ago? Yep, two weekends ago. And um, hopefully that, you know, we picked a good group to come back, and hopefully we get a few guys that can actually do the job for us and we'll put on the roster. So. Good. I mean, you guys heard it here. If you're tuning in the podcast, this is what, uh, what the NPSL is uh, – I'm going to put you through. This yeah. is the intensity that you need to get. That's good. I, I want people to, you know, 
be as involved with the club as possible, understand what, what, uh, really what goes on for us and what goes on, you know, for everybody involved with the club. And and it's hard because people don't understand the MPSL and they, they relate it to USL and USL two and USL one and, and those kind of things. And we have all those players playing in, in the, you know, in the league and, you know, to play against a club like Motown, who we have great respect for, um, and the guys and the owners up there or the job that they do and, and Sachi, his job that he does there, uh, to put the team together. People don't understand, you know, just the level of competition, the level of the guys that are playing in the league. And, um, sometimes that's, that's hard. They, they think it's just a, you know, a Sunday pickup league, some of the guys and it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's not. Well, we're going to change in that well, narrative. And not only that, but also the intensity of each game being just a 10-game, two-month season. You know, it's yeah. definitely a lot more volatile in terms of standings and, and kind of lineups. And well, I think a, a lot, lot of the content, I think, I think from us, a lot of the content you're going to get out of uh, us this season is going to be revolving around uh, a lot of MPSL, uh, you know, even off the field. Just, just what this league actually is for a lot of people that aren't unfamiliar. Well, you guys learned a lot just from being with us for two years. How much goes into each match that we? That uh, it's we a lot yeah. more. It's, it's a lot more than anyone thinks. I'm sure, I and uh, I want to shine a light on that this season yeah. for sure. Uh, I want. I want to really let that be transparent. How much work goes in behind the scenes? It's phenomenal. It's it's absolutely uh, fantastic. And in some of the conditions that this work gets done, I mean. Uh, throughout the season, you guys are going to hear us talking about, um, you know, everything from what is actually needed on the table, tactically, you know, the the trajectory of the squad, all the way down to, you know, who has to drive two, three hours to get to a game in the scorching heat. To, Who you has know, to videotape when they shouldn't be on the field and <laughs> players are falling over the videographer when he's on the field and he's not in Did the right spot. Oh, my or? God. <laughs> Joey was. You don't remember Joey like laying on the ground, videotaping well, I, a soccer I, ball. We I almost. That, just, uh, I give that commitment more than anything else. Putting <laughs> it all out on the line. It's called yeah. B-roll coaching. It's very, it's very yeah, important. I learned, I Did learned you get the, like a nice rack focus. Of I got the, a very uh, good rack focus of the ball. Yeah. With the, with See, the, I, I know what he's getting at. Yeah, there. this is a. I learned what B-roll was that day. I had no idea what he was doing. Well, this is some, this is some A-roll quality discussion right here. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about. I really want to talk about. Uh, the schedule speaking of the games and the trajectory yeah. and the level of play mm-hmm. uh so that was the the second topic of big news to come out uh with over the past couple of weeks of course the schedule being a 10 game schedule you could find the full one we're not going to go game by game specifically just yet but you can find the full schedule uh ticket information everything else you need on fcmonmouth.com uh, you can find the actual article in the news section and then you could also go on other parts of the website to find tickets gear whatever else you need to prepare uh, for May 16th, which will be the uh, the home opener and the season opener for FC Monmouth uh, against, as we mentioned, the club that we really well respect. We, it's pretty much conference-wide as well, but in Motown, a team that uh, will bookend, as you mentioned, Coach Woods, off the air, uh, beginning of the season, end of the season, and a home-and-away series with FC Motown. But the way uh, this conference is kind of restructured, I'm going to try and do it uh, as concisely as possible. Uh, it's down to eight teams in two divisions. Uh, so to qualify for the playoffs, you just have to be t- top two out of the four uh, within your division. So with FC Monmouth, it's the three NJ teams. So FC Monmouth, Atlantic City FC, uh, FC Motown, uh, and then Electric City out of Scranton. And then in the other uh, division is Lone Star, Westchester, Torch and Hershey. Pretty much all PA teams on yes. this side. So they, they did a pretty good job of keeping it 
as local as possible. It's really not that hard to do. You get the Jersey teams. I, I like to give credit. I like to give credit where credit is so due. They, they I, kept it geographical. You got to also think about the balance of, uh, you know, maybe the the balance of, of quality throughout yeah. the teams and and how that kind of worked out even still. Well, because they they have, if you look off the playoffs from last year, it's two and two in each division. So it's very well spread out. Uh, And then obviously the fringe teams that were kind of on the bubble there are also split up pretty evenly as well. Uh, So I guess maybe let's start with that new structure of, in order to to qualify for the playoffs, just need to be top two. Uh, Mathematically, that still works out the same if you did just best out of eight as opposed to best out of four. Uh, to be in the top fifty percent, uh, <laughs> really? I'm using I'm using <laughs> using my my statistics job to good use here. But uh, to have a lot more local games, I guess too, to be able to play uh, Motown and that Olympic is City, good. A lot of the away games are, are going to be nice and close. It's so I guess that adds some aspect to it too, to where it wasn't like you know last year when we went to Hershey and Scranton within a four day span. Uh, so it's a little <laughs> bit a little bit a little bit stayed less up, on the travel. Stayed overnight but, uh, in Scranton actually last yeah. last year for the. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult in some respects because you're playing against rivals a lot mm-hmm. in your conference. You know, the good thing about having the Jackson Lions and, and going back to the Jackson Lions and the schedule is that most of them, the ones we we have chosen to come to us, have an idea what this conference is about and have an idea what the MPSL is about. And, you know, again, to thank Mike Durazo for what he's done with them. Uh, it j- just their ability to know what's going on and and understand it puts us at a greater advantage than some of these college guys that we would get and they have no idea what they're going to be up against. And hopefully uh, those guys are going to be able to, um, th- you know, going into this conference, I'm hoping that they can show us the way. So The Lions, the Lions like to compete, yeah. Right. They, they frequently, they, they relish getting into the State Cup. Uh, it's not good enough for them to get in the state cup. They got to win it. They got to go the whole way. The open cup. They got to. They got to make as big of a run as they can. Uh, they they understand pressure. They understand when to turn it up. Uh, I don't think they get caught sleeping. They don't want to. They don't want to even get in bed. <laughs> you know, they don't stay in bed long at all. So uh, yeah, I, I I feel similarly about that. After seeing what they do, uh, the G and and they dominate the GSSL, the local statewide league. They're in the top division for that. Um, they they dominate their uh, division in the GSSL. And that's what keeps getting them all the bids. Yeah, and to have that kind of intensity right off the bat, and we talked about opening up with FC Motown. If you look at the, the schedule as a whole, FC Monmouth throughout the, the 10 games plays six playoff teams from last year. Uh, but when you look at it, four of those six games come or within the opening month of the season. So it, it's kind of jumping right off the bat to, you know, that intensity to play the Motowns and Atlantic cities right off the bat. So that will add another dimension and to have that right off the bat too, coach, does that change kind of how you approach things to play like a Motown Atlantic city right off the bat, uh, as opposed to, you know, kind of easing away because the schedule last year was more of those teams on the back end. And I, I don't think that, I mean, how is it going to change anything? I mean, for me, you know how whacked out I am anyway. I'm sure that <laughs> anybody's listening to this podcast knows how whacked out I am. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We could be playing home in the blind in Trenton. It wouldn't matter to me. It's, I'm going to do the same same crap I normally do for every match. That's right? True. So they win. I think it also, you know, the schedule also kind of, as you mentioned, boosts the rivalries, which is 
good for you know all sides to have something to promote around. And, oh, I think Woodsy's saying that where he's yeah. expecting full-on scouting reports every game. No, yeah. Dra- drawings in the dirt, making uh, you know turning pennies into uh, chess pieces. I mean, the whole, I the whole nine, a lot every is that what we're saying? That. I learned a lot every week from those. That's yeah, not hard to teach you stuff because you didn't really know very much basketball guy that you are. But well, you know, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, you can ask me like, is it going to change anything? No, nothing's going to change for me. I mean, I, I don't care who we're playing. It's going to be the same for me. And I, you know, I have great respect for everybody in the in the conference. I obviously I have a little bit more understanding of what Motown's like because a lot of my William Patterson players play for them. A lot of my ex-match fit players play for them, and um, it is a it's a a rivalry for me. I'm sure it's not a rivalry for them, but I know that my guys get up for it. You know, the Motown guys that I know get up for it, so they can rub it in my face when they come to the office at William Patterson. But um, you know, for me, it doesn't matter. I, I'm I'm just hoping that you know the way I am translates for the guys from the Lions. Um, because I, you know, Brad Freely, who's was their coach and did it. I, you can't say enough about the job he did last year when he took over Atlantic City. And you know, I guess I can mention that you know the Lions, most of the Lions played for Atlantic City last year, and he, you know, the job he did, the job to get them to win the conference and to to move on in the conference is nothing short of remarkable. So you know, I'm. No, everybody knows how to coach. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody has a, an idea of how things should be done. It's just if your guys want to listen to you or not. And they obviously listened to Brad last year. Hopefully they'll listen to me this year and, and when we go forward. I mean, so. Brad's an awesome guy. Very, uh, very, very calm on the touchline. Just, just a really uh, good leader for those guys. I think a good example of a good leader. Um, you know, he really always has his uh, – just his coolness about him, um, even in the pressure situations. So, you know, I, I got to watch him work a lot in the off season. Um, like I said, in the GSSL, and you know, I'm definitely a fan of how he uh, approaches it. And uh, his guys are disciplined. You know, for for how he is, uh, you know, as relaxed as he is, he doesn't take any he doesn't take any BS. Yeah, he's and completely different than me. So, personality wise, he's very different from you. But I think that the way you guys do meet in the middle is you you both will not you know stand for. Uh, you know, just just lazy, uh, just underperformance. You yeah. know, for for no good reason. I wish I was him. He more. <laughs> He's gonna live a lot longer than I am. That's what it is. So, oh my god. Well, it definitely bodes to be a great partnership. Uh, again, for more information, uh, visit our website fcmonmouth.com. All of the information for both the Jackson release and then also the schedule release can be found there. Uh, again, follow the team on all forms of social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and also visit the website. Get geared up May 16th. We do know that date uh, to be the home opener at Count Basie Park. Uh, we'll be back uh, within probably a month or so with all that roster information and a more in-depth analysis uh, in regards to that. Maybe more scheduled talk, Jackson Lions talk. Uh, so this is just the, the appetizer of our preseason <laughs> coverage. Uh, which this would is the, like, what would be the, what would you consider this in terms of if you would compare that to like a dish? Antipas. Uh, I was going to say the antipas. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. On. So then... Can we give our listeners a preview of what's coming next if we're going to make the food analogy? 
I'm trying to You're get the some Italian. Wisdom. We're all we're all Italians. <laughs> here. De, De Luca, I'm Woods. Nobody thinks I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm trust just me. trying to get some witty banter. <laughs> you're tough with you being the, at the lead here. Witty banter is not one of your strong points. The many so, gods is coming. Uh, the many gods right. scampi is coming. There we go. All right. All right. So that's yeah, what's coming. You're good, Joey. Very good. Oh, I know. That's what's coming. That's what's coming. So, again, visit fcmonmouth.com. For Joey, Coach Woods, my name is Matt DeLuca. Uh, We'll see you next time, uh, hopefully within a month, on the FC Monmouth Podcast. Bye.